Coming up on today's edition of the Pilot's Advisor, we're going to talk about how patience pays off, the power of delayed gratification. You know, sometimes it's hard to make financial sacrifices when the reward might be several years away, might be well into the future. Well, today we're going to talk about some of the situations where you might be inclined to take that immediate benefit, but where you should really consider the delayed rewards. Let's jump into it on today's edition of the Pilot's Advisor. In the vast skies of opportunity, pilots chart courses with precision, guided by instruments, training, and instinct. But beyond the horizon of the aeronautical lies another challenge, the intricate tapestry of finance. For every pilot, the journey doesn't end upon landing. It's about securing the future, understanding the nuances of investments, and crafting a legacy. Where do you turn when the charts and maps of finance seem as intricate as the schematics of an aircraft? Welcome to the Pilot's Advisor with Ryan Fleming, a first officer with FedEx on the 777 at the helm. On this show, we'll delve deep into tailored financial strategies, insights, and wisdom crafted exclusively for those who rule the skies. We'll help you navigate your financial flight plan with the same mastery you exhibit in the cockpit. Prepare for takeoff into a journey of financial clarity and empowerment. The Pilot's Advisor starts now. Welcome to the Pilot's Advisor, everybody. Walter Storholt here with Ryan Fleming, of course. Ryan, it is great to be with you once again, my friend. Happy New Year and our first, uh, you've been doing video podcasting now for a little bit, but our first video podcast together. So this is fun. It is. Happy uh, 2024. And, you know, I've always talked about Walter having that great radio voice, and now he gets to be the eye candy of the show. Oh, so we man. get to see Walter's face for the first time, and I'm sure all the listeners, now viewers, are pretty you impressed. Go. You know, you used to say, we're not going to be able to say, you know, you got a face for radio anymore because every even us radio guys are going to be forced to do video these days. So uh, we're going we're gonna to have to buff up the looks. I even put gel in my hair just for you today, you, Ryan. You got some to... good product today. I like that. <laughs> See, you know, my, I need a haircut and my hair's starting to fall out nowadays. So, you know, like a, like a good pilot here, my hair's falling out, going bald. But hey, either way. Send, uh, send, me, send me a pilot's advisor hat and I'll match you on the show with a pilot's advisor hat. I will we'll, get uh, one we'll off to you right away. Like yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Got, See, got to think about show branding, right? Yeah. Well, you know, and Walter, you know, we talked about you pushing my, my comfort level here and getting a little bit better. I hate being in front of the camera, but here you go. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> well, you've done a great job with it. Your first couple of episodes that you've done interviewing guests and things like that. You're just as engaging. You're a lot of fun. And I really enjoy the conversations that you're having with uh, people that you're bringing onto the show. And you've already had some really cool stories, um, I think, pop out of that. So uh, we're, we're glad to be doing it with you. And definitely, everybody, subscribe to the channel now on YouTube so you can get alerts of new videos, new episodes when they get posted. We've got shorts going up there, different lengths of content. Even if you don't want to listen to maybe a full podcast, we've got some short stuff on there from time to time as well. So really nice mix. For our audio podcast listeners, nothing really changes there. We're still going to be posting podcasts uh, to all the audio formats. So if you're subscribed to us on Apple and Spotify and those places, no worries. You can keep on listening there. But uh, just know that there's also a video component now that you can engage with over on the YouTube side of things. And that's pretty exciting. Well, Ryan, are you ready to jump into our topic today? 
I guess I have to be. Let's go. You have, yeah, you better be or else we'll have to end the show right there, right? All right. So the delayed gratification is what we're talking about here. And when it makes sense to say, you know, I need to put off that immediate benefit and just kind of kind of wait for that reward, wait for that payoff. Um, and, and I'm sure this is something before we even dive into these specifics from the financial side. I mean, this is probably similar to the lessons that were instilled in you, not only through, you know, becoming a pilot, but also through the Air Force Academy, through playing football in your life. You were probably taught this benefit of that that payoff later on down the road um, many different times in your life. Well, absolutely. And it's like anything else. I mean, you know if you put in the work or not. And investing is the exact same way. You got to make the small sacrifices and you have to be disciplined and let it work. And, and if you've been disciplined and, and put in the work per se, you're going to reap those rewards later on down the line. Well, let's jump into number one here, Ryan, and it is passing up a 401k match at work or a 403b match, whatever plan that you might have at work. Yeah, it stinks not having more of that money coming out of your out of your paycheck and into your pocket or into your bank account. Instead, seeing it rifled away for something you're not going to touch for 30, 40 years if you're you know just in your beginnings of your working years. Um, that can be really tough for people to make that jump and, and kind of take that leap. Well, for sure. But when you start looking at a 401k match, I mean, that is free money free money that you're leaving on the table. And I, I know pilots and pilots like free. So when you think of that 401k match, that's free money where you have to match that to get it. Um, in many cases with the airlines, they're doing it based off of whatever you make. Um, but, but a 401k match for sure, make the sacrifices. Even if the budget's a little bit tight, you're going to be rewarded in the end to get that, those contributions in there. Um, and, and like, like anything else, the long-term game, those little tiny differences that you make in contributions each year is are going to really help you. And, and, and we don't want to leave any money on the table. I think you're exactly right. And I think the thing that drove it home for me when it came to kind of understanding a little bit more about those matches was what kind of return you're getting on that money. And it's the equivalent of a 100% return on an investment, right? If your company is matching dollar for dollar, it's like you just made 100% in the stock market. And who would pass up on that investment? Well, absolutely. And I call it free money, or you're looking at it as a one for one match, you just made 100% on your money. But when you think about investing, it's all about building that snowball. And I ask my clients all the time, I say, well, what's 10% of $100,000? And they go, well, let me think about it 10,000. And I go, okay. And then it compounds. You make 10% for doing nothing, but what if you have a million dollars? And then that's $100,000 every single year. And then it compounds. So now you got 1.1. So building that snowball, it might take a long time to get to a million, but guess what? 2 million comes really fast. So don't pass up that 401k match, uh, please. Definitely at least put enough into your plan to take advantage of that because you're never going to see better returns and, and free money, extra income, basically extra salary. And who wouldn't want more salary and uh, money in their pockets? Even if you can't use it for many years down the line, um, it's worth putting that money away. All right, another uh, area of delayed gratification versus that immediate benefit would be when we look at saving into only tax-deferred accounts. So this is where people want the tax benefit this year rather than down the line in retirement. This one's even harder for people to uh, to kind of get off of this train, right? For sure. And I think that as we've had changes where pensions have gone away and then we now have 401ks that we're re uh, responsible for, and for a long time we didn't even have the Roth option. I think this is one that I'm talking to a lot of our older pilots about all the time where they didn't know anything besides tax-deferred accounts. And now they have these huge tax-deferred accounts, 
and they have no clue how bad it's going to be and how they're going to get hit with huge tax bills in retirement. So uh, almost all of the airline 401ks now have the Roth option and I call it paying the government to go away. Mm. You know, go ahead and, you know, pay them now and then that, let that money grow forever. And when you take it out in retirement, it's, it's completely tax free. And the, the, the reality too is, you know, a lot of CPAs are like, oh, but you don't get that, let's call it $23,000 for 2024. You don't get that reduced off your adjustable gross income. But in most cases now, especially with airline pilots, you're in the same tax bracket anyway. So it is a small, small thing um, that you would be gaining versus what you're giving up. Do you want to pay taxes on that that uh, one little kernel to get it all into the Roth? Or do you want to pay taxes on the whole harvest later on down the road? And this also comes down to right what you think taxes might look like in the future. And a lot of people think taxes are going to be higher later on in life. So go ahead and uh, pay the taxes now so that you're not paying maybe if you're in a higher bracket because of the national debt and all sorts of other problems that we have in the country, right, that might lead to more taxes in the future. Yeah. You know, the simplest question is, do you think taxes are going to go up in the future or not? And if the answer is yes, then you should absolutely do the Roth. But there's a lot more factors that really weigh into that because with RMDs, required a minimum distribution, I mean, you don't even know what tax bracket you might get pushed into at that point when the government's going to force you to take that money out. The other thing is, when I look at what's going on in our country, I mean, we have no clue what they're going to take. And I mean, it might be 50% by the time we retire, and you have no control over that. So in many cases, a lot of this is just about having control of your money and having control of when you take it and how much tax you pay. And that's the beauty of Roth is you have full control. All right, very good. Delayed gratification versus that instant benefit. Here's another area where this happens. Uh-oh, Ryan, my, my hand's up on this one as a guilty party. Oh, not you, Walter. Come on, I man. know. It's, it's, I'm, I'm pretty good with finance stuff, but I love to deplete the emergency fund. You know, I, I really do. Um, I, you build it up and then it's like, oh, I'm going to use it for this and I'll just rebuild it. Uh, so I've, I've just got a bad habit of that, but that's where I take that benefit uh, immediate. So I'm, I'm raising my hand. You know, we're not perfect here, Ryan. <laughs> well, I try to expect more out of my clients. So what I mean by that is anytime one of my clients brings up Dave Ramsey, I went, it's like, oh God, really? Because, <laughs> you know, Dave's talking to the average investor that's making $60,000 a year. They're in massive credit card debt. And he's trying to teach them to get out of credit card debt and then invest for retirement. Mm. And I'm like, no, we want to be at a graduate level. So, yes. Different, different audience that you're talking to. Yeah. And, and, and do we want to have an emergency fund? Absolutely. However, most of my clients have made it to the airline that they're hopefully going to fly for for the rest of their lives. Okay. So unless they screw it up or some, there's some medical issue, we know where they're going to work and there's some security there. Um so I believe in investing your money outside of 401k for that, what I call liquid security. Okay? okay. And at some point that personal investment account becomes your vacation account. It becomes your car account. It becomes your emergency account because you, I try to push my clients to grow a big enough pot of money that's liquid to where it's not a factor. Um, you know, and let your money work for you as much as possible. But yeah, when you're talking about dipping into an emergency fund, if that's all you have, it's liquid on the side. That's a no-no. I also will never tell you that I agree with it when I see a lot of my clients trying to take loans out on their 401ks, which is earmarked for retirement. So, yeah. you know, you get, you get a little bit of robbing Peter to pay Paul. And all yeah. that tells me, guess what? Whatever that is that you're trying to do, whether it's a vacation, a car, 
um, b- building on the house. You're just not in a position and you're not ready for that yet. To, to afford know? it. So Yeah, you're doing that instant, instant gratification thing. And of course, that's more and more of an issue with some of our younger clients today. Yeah, very good. Well, you hit on the next bullet point already, and that was cashing out a retirement plan. So yeah, attempting to maybe dip into a 401k or an IRA and use that money for now. But the penalties you're going to pay, the taxes, most of the time is not going to make that worth it, right? Well, so much of investing, no different than many other aspects of life, is being disciplined. Every single month, every morning, whatever it is, like working out, um, is just being disciplined, unemotional about it and making it happen. And when we start dipping in, like we, we all know right away that that's a retirement account. When you put money in there, you should be basically agreeing to the, with the government saying, hey, I promise I'm not going to touch this money until I'm 59 and a half. And I start thinking about it about like, I think about opportunity costs. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a long time ago, an advisor told me, or I read it somewhere where it was like, Hey, whatever money you're thinking about spending right now, multiply that item, however much that costs by five, because that's the opportunity cost you're giving up by not investing that money and mm-hmm. letting it work for you. Or another way to put it, like I always talked with my wife, especially when we were younger, I said, babe, if we eat beans for the next couple of years, we can eat steak the rest of our lives, but mm-hmm. we can't do it the other way around. And where I really see that as a factor is when you, you got young pilots trying to build the captain house a little bit too early, okay. you know, and the next thing you know, they got this huge nut to crack every single month just to pay their mortgage. Well, guess what? Now you're behind the power curve or in pilot terms. And I can explain this to you off camera if you want, Walter. Yeah, please. But you know, you start looking at L over D max. Where do you want to be? How do you want to fly the airplane? How do you want to be efficient? And, uh, and you know, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I cringe when I see pilots trying to, to make some of these mistakes. Have you ever seen it work out well for somebody to cash out a retirement plan if they were using it for some other I don't know, investment or business opportunity where they thought, okay, this, instead of serving for my retirement, this will actually help me in the long, I'm still thinking of the long term because I can launch this other opportunity with that cash <laughs> right now. Or is that just bargaining at that point? It reminds me of like people opening up a uh, um, self-directed IRA. You're going, oh God, here we go. And unfortunately, I mean, yes, there are cases where a pilot has pulled out money and done very, very well, but I, I got, I got to be honest. I mean, the percentage is probably less than 2% where it worked out well. Okay. Uh, most of the time, pilots need to get out of their own way. That's a great point. I mean, yeah. that's and, and what works for 98% of the people should be the things we're talking about, right? Well, because most of you are going to fit into that. You, you have a great job. And if you just stay disciplined and just work the system and let it do its thing, you're going to be in a, a almost better position than those that are trying to do a bunch of side businesses or buying land for tax write-offs. I mean... I've watched a lot of wide body captains pull out a lot of capital trying to do ventures on the side that really backfire and they, they have to work longer than they would have if they just were disciplined. Okay. And I see that a lot, unfortunately. Good lessons for sure there. All right. uh, This one might seem a little bit uh, on a smaller scale compared to that last conversation, but we'll add it to the list anyway. Uh, Delayed gratification versus instant benefit would be uh, delayed home maintenance and upgrades. So not necessarily saying go keep up with the Joneses, but, um, you know, invest in in your home and your space where you're living, those kinds of things as life moves on and and don't get behind the eight ball from that standpoint. (laughs) 
Well, you know, this this comes up a lot where it's like, well, I want to live my life or I want to enjoy this house while we're living in it. Like anything else in life, it's a balance. I mean, is there anything wrong with your house right now? Like, is it really, you know, is it unlivable? And in most cases, that's not it at all. It's like, oh, we just want to upgrade the whole kitchen. And I don't have a problem with that at all. I think it's a good investment for long-term equity. But do you have the money and the capital on the side there that you can do that? Or are you tapping into your retirement accounts? There's a big difference of whether you're in a position to really be doing that. Attention aviators. When you've spent years in the cockpit managing the complexities of flight, isn't it time you navigated your retirement with the same precision? Introducing retirepilots.com. Right at your touchdown zone on our homepage, there's a beacon flashing, get my free toolkit. Click and you'll be cleared for a direct route to the Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit, which is tailor-made for pilots like you. Inside, you'll find two important books, The Pilots Advisor and Pilots Retire Early. Decipher the nine critical decisions when retiring before 65 and discover the seven lessons to help pilots land safely in retirement. But that's not all. This free toolkit is packed with altitude high value, including extras to get your retirement plans off the runway. When you order this free toolkit, you'll receive crucial tax planning information. You'll also discover ways to light the afterburners on your 401k, and you'll even earn a free portfolio analysis. So captains and first officers, don't let turbulence disrupt your golden years. Start your descent to a clear, comfortable retirement Vector on over to retirepilots.com to grab your free Pilots Advisor Retirement Toolkit. And let's embark on this journey together. Retirepilots.com. Let's talk about Social Security for pilots and claiming it at age 62. A lot of people just want to get it as soon as they can because they think Social Security is going to you know, disappear on them one day. So get as much while you're able to. Um, how do you help navigate pilots through that conversation of waiting to start Social Security? Well, I think this conversation's drastically changed recently. Okay. I mean, when we started talking about Social Security back in the day, it's like, well, how long are you going to live? And then it was a simple calculation of, hey, based off of that, we can tell you when you should take, whether you should defer and wait. Um, most pilots now, I mean, I hate to say it, but the far majority of pilots are flying until they're 65. So it's not much of a conversation until they hit retirement, but they still have the option to keep deferring it, right? Yeah. Well, now I think the far majority of people are taking it right away. And the reason why they're taking it right away, even though it's going to be a lesser amount, we just don't know if it's going to be there. And the, or we, There's going to be some Social Security there, but I think it's going to continue to be a reduced amount. Um, I also think that the government's going to start means testing it, which, you know, how that's going to play out, I don't really know. But... Um, you know, Walter, you've done a good job of saving. You don't really need this. We want to give it to the rest of the people that haven't been disciplined and saved as much. And I, and I think in most cases, when you talk to, to pilots, they don't have a whole lot of um, trust and faith in our government right now that, that all that money that they put in, they're even going to get back. So yeah. take what you can get. Uh, I have a question for you. Are you seeing pilots or airlines at all dipping into the world of uh, – forced social security savings that's not going to social security i i, I guess a 401a plan my, my wife at work uh her new job has a 401a plan so she doesn't pay into social security anymore it goes she still saves the same 
2% or whatever into this other plan. Um, that was kind of new to me, hadn't really been exposed to that much. Are you seeing the airline industry I'm not, into that at all? I'm not seeing that, but we're, we're getting a lot of interesting contracts right now with these cash balance plans and these other plans that I don't really know what's going on yet. It almost seems to me that when the pensions went away, these companies were like, hey, it's going to be cheaper for us to just have a B fund contribution that you know we're going to put 18% of whatever a Delta pilot makes and put it in their 401k. And they're slowly starting to realize that might have been good for planning purposes, but it's actually more expensive hmm. than getting rid of the pensions. And it's kind of funny for them to oh, see no. what's going on now going, wait a second, this maybe wasn't such a good plan. And now they're trying to go back to something that resembles a pension, but has less withholding requirements that the go you know, for IRS purposes than before. So it's hmm. a very, very interesting time right now. in these kinds of experimentation going on, it sounds like. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Well, that sounds like a whole other podcast episode to uh, Absolutely. Put, put on the docket. All right. Uh, so we, we took care of Social Security. Um, let's talk about something that's not finance, but uh, skipping regular health checkups and taking care of yourself from a health standpoint, preventative care. I know pilots, guys are busy. You're all over the place. It's hard to have a healthy lifestyle. So this one, I would imagine, is pretty important for pilots to kind of keep in mind that from a, a non-finance element. Well, you know, pilots in a sense are forced to go get an FAA flight physical every year or twice a year, depending on their age. So there's a little bit of that, that they're definitely seeing a, a, a doctor probably more than most people anyway. But the, all these insurance companies started paying for preventative care for a reason. Mm -hmm. They know that if, if pilots or individuals are going in and seeing the doctor in advance more often, then we're going to prevent some of those very, very costly things or catch them before they get to a point where you're, at, you're past the point of no return. Um, it also reminds me of going to the dentist. I mean, why do they let you go to the dentist and get cleanings? Well, guess what? They know that it's cheaper to pay for those cleanings up front and hopefully prevent those big cavities that, you know, when Walter eats all that candy and he doesn't brush his teeth. I have zero cavities. <laughs> zero. For real. Well, I have a 11-year-old boy that thinks he can just eat candy and not brush his teeth oh, all the time. Gosh. And I, I don't even know where he gets it. It's like he comes home from school and like Skittles are dropping out of his pocket. I'm like, dude, what is going on? You know? Oh, that's great. Uh, oh, yeah, my, yeah, my wife hates me because she has um, incredible um, dental care. I mean, she is brushing constantly, flosses every night. I'm like, I brush once a day. Like, that's that's all I do. But, and I've had zero cavities in my life. And despite all of her diligence, she has, has had uh, – she's going to hate me for saying this publicly, but she has many <laughs> cavities. Sorry. sorry You're getting sweetie. in trouble. Yeah, I'm getting in trouble. trouble. I'm not getting brownie points today. You know, she. I think it was just because she ate a lot of candy. Brownie points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, it's funny how that happens sometimes. Well, Maybe genes have something to do with it. What's but. crazy about that is you realize how much of it's hereditary because, yeah. you know, I, I probably brush two to three times a day and I'm, I'm pretty good about it. Um, but you, you get what you get from your parents in a lot of cases. Cause yeah. I mean, my wife's te teeth are just beautiful, you know, mm. beautiful. They're white, getting the brownie and, points. <laughs> and I'm like, well, exactly. There we go. I, hey, can you make sure she listens to this? Yeah. We need to make this a short, right? Your, uh, your, your, your dental. Don't and just keep note, directing note it to right the to producers. Her. Note to the producers. Don't put my part in there. Just, just Ryan's part. <laughs> edit, yeah. edit, edit note here. Oh, that's good stuff. All right. Last but not least, Ryan, we're talking about delayed gratification, immediate benefit. 
working with a financial advisor or in maybe a different way to frame this would be working with the wrong advisor. Um, maybe that's where the immediate pain is having to maybe say, we're not a good fit anymore and I need to work with somebody else that's beneficial to my situation. Um, and the long-term benefit is going ahead and making that move now rather than waiting years down the line to when maybe it's too late or missed opportunities as you like to talk about so often. This is a this is a very interesting one. Um, first off, I think that most pilots know they have to save for retirement, but they have no clue how the distribution phase of retirement looks and how much more complicated it is, how to produce that monthly income, how to understand safe withdrawal rates and how that's going to adjust, taxes. And what I find is somebody that works with a financial advisor early on is in a much, much better position for retirement versus the guy that does it himself. And then right as he's getting near retirement, oh, I need some help. And then guess what? We have all these problems that we don't have time to fix. Mm. And in most cases, that's big tax problems. So if you're not taking the time to strategically tax plan as early as possible, uh, you're going you're gonna to feel the pain later on. Um, and, there, and there's a reason. I mean, you get, like anything else in life, you get what you pay for. And I bring it all the way back to, and there's a, quite a few studies out there, but one of them that's pretty famous now is the Vanguard study. Like Vanguard has these funds that are very passive in nature, but they still claim, we want you to work with an advisor because of these five reasons. You working with an advisor is going to immediately give you, and the number that they put out there is 3% more return. Wow. And, it, and you know, I tell put a number to it. Yeah, and I, I tell clients all the time. I mean, hey, if I can get you an extra, you know, if, if that fees point seven five percent, if I can get you an extra three quarters of a percent, it pays for itself. Right. Um, and plus, then what mistakes are you helping someone avoid that would take that return and totally decimate it? Right. Oh, um, and I can show you via numbers. I mean, in most cases, I'm looking at what a do-it-yourselfer has done for the past ten years. We'll look. We'll go back and and look at their returns, and then I'll show them what I've done for my clients. And and the reality is, numbers don't lie. The numbers yeah. don't lie. So you can you can tell me about how great your portfolio is, but when we go back and dig up the numbers, well, there it is. Yeah, you know, it's if, kind of if like, you have an advisor who's catching just one beneficiary designation that was improperly taken down, or still to the ex-wife rather than your current wife. I mean, just that one mistake fix right there is worth having an advisor on your side before you even look at the actual return numbers. You you want to have a professional, and I don't care what industry it is. I mean, um, think about doing your own plumbing at home, and you have a little leak, and next thing you know, you're paying ten times as much because you screwed it up. Yeah. Uh, the one that I cringe at is you have guys that have these great jobs and they're still doing their taxes by themselves. Mm -hmm. I have never seen any case where if a person paid a CPA that that CPA didn't find something that that person was missing that more than paid for itself. Yeah, sometimes we try to save a penny or two at the expense of uh, of our own success, and 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 in, in exchange for potentially you know dollars and hundreds uh, being saved for for that penny can't, gold. Can't see the forest through the trees, and I see it all yeah. the time. Those that did it themselves are in a much worse position than those that worked with an advisor. And uh, there was another study about that, and I want to say it was uh, if you worked with an advisor, you had it was like. I have to pull this back up. So take these numbers with a grain of salt. Make sure you put those disclosures on this there we whole go. episode, a Walter. At the end. Yep. But it was like, I think it was like a 30 or 40% difference in retirement. Okay. Um, and I, I might have been higher than that if you had worked with an advisor versus not. 
Just think of all the different moving parts and advisors helping keep an eye out for you. So, uh, Ryan, we already talked a little bit earlier on in the episode about how people can get their retirement toolkit. Um, go to retirepilots.com to access that. We'll put a link in the description of today's show as well so you can get more information about working with Ryan, more information about um, the benefits of financial planning, Ryan's philosophy when it comes to working uh, with you, all those kinds of things. Take us to that next step as we wrap up today's episode, though. just want to know what it's like when somebody's maybe looked at the toolkit, they then reach out and they're like, all right, let's start this conversation, Ryan. What does then the planning process, can you give us that 30,000-foot view of then kind of yeah. just what happens from there? Well, first off, the, the toolkit, and of course, there's a link to it here. It's absolutely free. Uh, you're going to get a couple books that I've written. You're going to get some tax planning things that we have from Pilot Tax, who's been working with pilots for 30 years. You're going to get some value out of that anyway. But what you get out of that toolkit is I'll analyze your portfolio for free. I will go ahead and do a deep dive into your portfolio, and then we'll, we'll get on a Zoom call together and actually go through it together. And right away, by analyzing, I'll be able to tell if I can add value uh, to what you're doing or not. And, and we'll, we'll look at the numbers. And once again, the numbers don't lie. So we go through that whole process. I'm very unemotional and very academic, and I'm just going to lay it out for you and show you via numbers. And then we just got to decide if we're a good fit for each other. And if it makes sense to work together, and, and I hate to say it, I do enough of these where I analyze portfolios. I call it an IQ test. Okay. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up your numbers. I'm going to show you my numbers, and we'll just sit there and go, hmm, which one do you want? Nice. I like it. Some people uh, pass the IQ test. Others don't. I like it. I like it. We need to do. Uh, we need to do one of those like live on uh, on video sometime. Find a willing participant, and uh, we'll we'll see if they pass the <laughs> yeah. test. That would make good content, right? Oh yeah, it's 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 actually it's it's fun. It, that might be like a, uh, a reality TV show. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I love the uh, love the concept, love the idea. We'll work on that in the background. Uh, well, Ryan, thanks for filling us in on some good information today and tackling this conversation of uh, delayed gratification and that instant benefit that people often go for instead and uh, outlining some great situations for us of where that does make sense and where it doesn't. Uh, we'll look forward to talking to you on the next episode, my friend. Can't wait to have you back. Sounds great, Walter. I appreciate you uh, doing this with me today. I appreciate you being the eye candy, you know, oh, so yeah. we can get get these you know beautiful faces. And I'll make a deal with you. Yes. I'll send you one of the pilot's advisor hats, and you send me some of that product from my hair so I can you got get that, it. that spike going. You, you got it. Yeah. I, I thought you said there wasn't much to work with under there, though. <laughs> you know, I, up on oh, top, we can work with I, that. Know, we can just... work with that. Yeah. I like that. The, pr the problem is it's, it's, it's pretty thin up there. So that, That's all right. Well, that, that, we'll use some product filler or something. I don't, <laughs> I don't actually know hair very well, but the lady at the thing, at the thing did this and said, start putting gel in your hair. And I said, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, most, most guys need a little help. So We do need some help. We do, my yeah. friend. You're exactly right. Well, hey, if you want to get in touch with Ryan, again, contact information in the description of today's show, or here it is for you as well. You can call or text him directly at 843-475-3038, 843-475-3038, and always online at retirepilots.com, retirepilots.com. It's that easy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us for another edition of The Pilot's Advisor. Pilot's Advisor. 